Today's past TuneCast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. Folks, you are listening to what I believe has to be the most rescheduled episode <laughs> of Days Past Tunecast ever. Right. Now, you and I will admit, <laughs> we tend to reschedule shit. Life happens. Life happens. Yes. God hard. laughs. If you make plans to podcast, uh-huh. God laughs at you on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. About two years ago, we were set to cover the very cartoon that we're talking about today. November 2019 is when a film in this franchise that is connected to this cartoon today was supposed to come out. And then COVID came down, Uh came down from the mountain. With that hammer. Yes. As of this recording, which we are recording pretty well in advance of when this movie is supposed to come out. Correct. The movie's supposed to come out October 2021 now. And we have (laughs) waited long enough. We cannot wait for them to release this thing to talk about this cartoon. So come hell or high water, I don't care what the fuck else happens. This is dropping. We're recording it now, and Uh it will come out the week of the release of this movie. Uh Now, there have been a few other things that are not the movie or COVID's fault. I believe your car (laughs) bit the dust recently. Oh, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Yep. And my AC went out, and we're in Texas. (laughs) Same same day. Yeah, the AC at the studio went out on the same day last Uh week, and we were supposed to record this. So I don't know who's trying to stop us. Maybe it's an international terrorist (laughs) event, a a, a crew of bad guys that's after us trying to stop us, but we will not be stopped. Yeah, maybe one with like a metal jaw. We're going to talk today about a cartoon connected to a huge franchise, a franchise that is releasing a new film this week. No Time to Die, starring none other than James Bond. Don't tell anyone he's a secret spy. He's a very secret agent that everybody knows. Everybody recognizes him on the street. He doesn't do anything to hide who he is from anybody. He always says his name, Bond, James Bond. He's an international superstar. Yes, he, he is one of the most well-known spies that has ever lived and uh, has a new movie coming out, the last of the Daniel Craig, James Bonds, No Time to Die. He's all out of time to die. And we got no more time to waste before we can cover this cartoon we're going to be covering. It is related to this franchise, the James Bond franchise, known for lusty ladies uh-huh. and lots of killing. It's not particularly gory, but people get shot every yep. single movie. None of them are rated R. Maybe some of them should be uh-huh. uh, with names like Pussy Galore and Octopussy. I mean, I'm thinking of two particular ones that use the same word. <laughs> but at some point, somebody said, we got to make a cartoon about this thing. And I'm going to say that every actor who has played James Bond would scoff at this cartoon. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're gathered here today to discuss James Bond. James Bond Jr. James Bond Jr.? <laughs> A 1991 cartoon that lasted a single season. 
65 episodes. That's uh, This is one of those where well, they said, let's make a ton at once. One, we'll get it done. They, they left it all out on the dance floor uh-huh. after that one season. They said, no more necessary. <laughs> this is So 1991 is two years after the most recent James Bond movie at that time, which was Licensed to Kill, yep. the second of the Timothy Dalton Bonds, which there are only two of them. Uh-huh. And that's three years before GoldenEye, the first of the Pierce Brosnan movies, which yep. that was our Bond growing up. Yes. They released, right in the middle of those, this for some reason. I can't <laughs> fathom really why, other than the success of toys and cartoons uh-huh. for kids that are action-based, they're always throwing shit around trying to spread that James Bond love around. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so they spread it over to our Saturday morning cartoon times. We now return to James Bond Jr. James Bond Jr. follows the adventures of James Bond. Junior. Junior. <laughs> supposedly. Uh, he's not... James Bond's son, they say. He is the nephew, and I'm going to keep putting that in quotes for a while, <laughs> the nephew of James Bond uh-huh. Sr.? Uh-huh. It's not a junior. You don't get to be junior if you're just the nephew, I don't think. No, not at no. all. No, it doesn't work you're just like named that. after like a famous person, and you're like, I'm Quincy Jones Jr. <laughs> you're not related to him. James Bond, and we'll call him uh, James Bond Jr., uh, JBJ, yep. if JBG. you're nasty. And uh, his adventures attending a prep school for important rich kids, some of whom are related to James Bond Sr., JBS. Uh (laughs) And these adventures often bring him and his friends into conflict with adult terrorists. So they are 13 through Uh 16-ish. They're they're kids. Like, they can't drive, and if they can, they don't drive a lot. And they are fighting actual James Bond villains sometimes, and certainly supervillains that are also defeated by children on a regular (laughs) basis, not looking good for them. Uh, Like we were talking about, this is another case of an inappropriate film or film franchise being turned into a cartoon for children. Because you know eight-year-olds were digging this, Uh. I I guess. I I say this. I don't know. I was that. Maybe I would have liked it at the time. I didn't watch it. Did you check it out? Not at all. No, sir. But when you think of James Bond, you see a man in a suit Uh who has a gun and then a scantily clad lady holding onto a shoulder. That's it. Yep. That's it. Uh-huh. So is that what you want for your, your eight-year-old while they're eating Cheerios in the morning? Maybe so. I don't know. You got a junior that stuff up? I, you throw a junior on it. It's like Nick Jr. Uh-huh. Everything becomes okay suddenly. Yep. Uh, Travis, what James Bond? Have you seen very many James Bond movies? Uh, not not many. No, sir. I guess you would have seen at least one Pierce Brosnan? Yes. Okay. Um, yep. Okay. I, I can't. I don't know the name of it. But yes, I definitely caught one. Is the, the one with um, Hallie. Oh, yeah, that's not supposed to be a very good one. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't really like Pierce Brosnan a lot as a James Bond. He looks great. He looks oh, yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a very handsome man. If you're going to name your kid Pierce, yep. you have to sit him down and say, look, I'm giving you this name, and you have to remain handsome for your entire life. You can never get too old or gain weight. You're going to be Pierce Brosnan, okay? <laughs> this is a heavy thing to do. Yeah. And go. Uh, yeah, mostly, I think I'd only ever seen Goldeneye, actually, uh, right. of his. And then... I had followed the Daniel Craig ones, which are great. I really enjoy those, Casino Royale especially. Like we talked about, that's the superior They're the uh, only, those are real movies. (laughs) And I'm not even sure, Uh I'm not here to talk shit about any of the James Bonds or their films because they're all entertaining. Yeah. But I've done some research this past week where I've seen two James Bond movies from the original two Mr. Bonds. Yeah. Uh, I watched... Goldfinger with Sean Connery, the third one. Yep. Uh, That one's from 64, 65 is crazy. I didn't realize just how old it was, you know? (laughs) Right. Uh, And then Moonraker, which was released in 1979 and stars Roger Moore. But Goldfinger, Sean Connery is just a sociopath in that movie. Uh. He's also not particularly good at his job. (laughs) And it seems like 
the people who are his bosses are on their last nerve with him. Where it's like, Bond, you show up to work drunk every day. You bang everybody that you meet. You're causing trouble. This is leading to issues in the missions. Yeah. Can you cool it for a second, man? You're an alcoholic and a sex addict. Just cool it for a second. You're banging everything, man. This guy bangs it all. <laughs> Whereas Roger Moore, he is a lot of fun. Like he is, he's somebody you could hang out with because he's just kind of cheeky and uncle-ish. Oh, I love Cheeky. Yeah, I he's love, very yeah. Cheeky. Cheeky's yeah. good. But that's a movie where they go into space because a Nazi wants to restart uh, humanity. Yeah. And they fire lasers and it's all because Star Wars released two years before. From Earth to the most spectacular adventure in space, Moonraker. It's out of this world. They do tend to chase the trends on James Bond movies. Like if parkour is the thing, you're going to get a parkour movie. You're going to get like a Jinko's James Bond at some point and uh -huh. all that. You're, you, like a few years ago, it would have been a dubstep James Bond movie <laughs> if they were still doing that. Uh, and I, maybe that's kind of what's happening with this cartoon. It's like, hey, teenage and younger boys action cartoons are in. So you got to make one with James Bond or... JBJ. Or Jinkos, at the least. I would love a Jinkos. Yeah, James me Bond. too. James Bond and Jinkos. You kidding me? <laughs> Just a, a suit top. And then I'm going to I'm gonna assume that for both of us, the real exposure to James Bond was the GoldenEye Nintendo 64 video game. 100%. Okay. Even, even though I, I wasn't a huge gamer, um, everyone around me was everybody, playing that. Everybody played that. It's a touchstone for our generation and the surrounding generations, I think. And yeah. it'll, it will be seen in history as an apex of... <laughs> of human ingenuity uh -huh. and design and a cultural monument. <laughs> and maybe the best thing ever associated with James Bond. Man, if you try to play that thing now, it is impossible. <laughs> it is so... It, you feel like a caveman. When's the last time you tried your hand at it? A few years ago. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, still, I still had a 64 at the time, and uh, man, I couldn't even stand to play past the first level. It was not fun, but it was great at the time, and uh -huh. I remember more about that game than I ever will remember about GoldenEye the film. Right. I guess I didn't watch a lot of James Bond in my teen years. Yeah. But thinking about it, like, you know, I had a basic idea of him. He's he's known throughout pop culture. He's a reference that's very easy to make. And we kind of know things about him and his movies without ever having seen them that a song, lot of the time. That, that, that song is his, uh, oh, his it's, intro. It's, it's pop a, culture. a beautiful yeah. song. The theme songs are huge. A lot of the time they get the biggest person at that time or at least the loudest lady singer uh -huh. they have <laughs> to sing. Oh, man. The Golden Finger song is a gem. Uh -huh. It is just <laughs> here, check this out. It is just high drama with awful lyrics. <laughs> Shirley Bassey, okay. bringing it to you. Gold finger <laughs> beckons you to enter his web of sin. <laughs> it almost you could play this it's at a Halloween party. Uh-huh. Oh man. He loves only gold, this villain. He loves <laughs> if you didn't hear the first 10 times where she said he loves only gold, let me break it down for you. Yeah. He loves gold. Oh, yeah. He loves it. And that's that's what you need to take away from this song. It sounds like the producer beforehand talked shit to her uh -huh. and said, like, you know, I don't think I don't think you can sing. I don't even think you can sing loud enough to, to be heard over all this brass. Uh -huh. And she's like, oh, oh really? I love that, and I just wanted us to hit, <laughs> lay our ears on it for a second because it's, uh, it's hilarious. He loves gold. Yeah. <laughs> As a teenager, I thought James Bond was cool, but I don't think I ever wanted there to be a James Bond or a James Bond type that was my age. I wasn't, like, jonesing to be the teenage version of James Bond. Right, you're like, right. The cool things about him are that he drives a cool car, he carries a gun, he he gets all the ladies, but I don't— 
Teenagers are terrible at spying. Uh-huh. Like, they're the worst, <laughs> least equipped age. Like, there is a, a section from, like, 11 to 17 where you are not, you should not be put out in the field yeah. as a spy. Uh-huh. Adults, fine. <laughs> I think kids, you can put them to work because kids are better actors and they can just kind of go with the flow. Right. Even an infant, you can strap a nanny cam or a bomb onto them and just, like, push them in and people don't know. They just think it's a cute baby. Uh-huh. Boom, they're dead. Like, that, they're better at it than teenagers because teenagers are just going to get in the drama, man. Yeah, if you're trying to gain information, yeah, it's no, not. They're going to come up like, <laughs> so um, my, my name is uh, James. Oh, shit. <sighs> God, I fucked it up again. They're going to wake up late. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna <laughs> to be true. horrible. They'll sleep until 12. So if, yeah. you need them, if you need them there at all early, it won't happen. So I didn't really, I, this is not an appealing idea to uh-huh. me. Um, the James Bond <laughs> Jr. that we get is a likable guy. He's a yeah. nice kid. He seems nicer than his uncle. Right. Uh, or quote unquote uncle. <laughs> like he gets up to trouble a little bit, but uh-huh. he's got a good heart. He's brave. He wants to help people. And just genetically, the Bond men attract women. Uh-huh. They just... It is a pheromone thing. It's I don't in the know. blood, baby. It is. I'm James Bond. You certainly are. Oh, I'm Phoebe Farragut. Delighted, Phoebe. Not half as much as I am. I mean, look, I do get it. Uh, Sean Connery, very handsome man. Uh-huh. Roger Moore, handsome man. They hire handsome men to play the character, okay? <laughs> Can we agree on this? Yes. <laughs> James Bond Jr. is... Loosely based, very loosely based on a 1967 novel called The Adventures of James Bond Jr. 003 and a half, because that's half of 007. <laughs> Thank so you. So clever yeah. of them, yes. I like it. This is a little adventure written by someone named R.D. Mascot with two T's, which is a pseudonym, come to find out. Yep. But nobody knew who actually wrote this dumb book for <laughs> decades. Nobody was talking. Nobody uh. was revealing this information. And it's one of those things where you're like, this is not important, but you got to fucking tell me. Yeah. Why are you hiding this? This is weird. It's getting weird yes. now. The author's ID only came out after he died. So I don't know if he was ashamed or what the deal was. His name was Arthur Calder Marshall. Why this was hidden. It was only his estate that said like, <laughs> okay, fine. We'll admit it. He wrote the fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> what is the, what is the problem? <laughs> But from that basic idea, James Bond has a little him that is a nephew uh-huh. and has some pals and he's getting into trouble. <laughs> that's where this came from, this right. cartoon. Yeah. And that's about all that's the same. No characters <laughs> otherwise are, are brought over. The problem with this idea of the nephew, James Bond. Yeah. James Bond didn't have any siblings in the books and in the movies. Uh-huh. Uh, we never meet James Bond Jr.'s parents in this cartoon. It's not the one that we watched. Uh, he's an orphan, JBS, JB Sr. Yeah. And also to call him Jr., again, seems to imply something more than uncleship. So let's back up <laughs> yeah, let's take to the a couple uncleship. Steps back. Yeah. This kid is James Bond's illegitimate son, right? <laughs> Come on. Hundred percent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Come on. I just want. I want you and me to be on the same page about this, and everyone to just know that. Hey, okay. Cool. I know you guys want to see all this nephew shit, but come on. All winks aside, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. He yeah. is. This is a man, perhaps one of the most famously unprotected during sex men <laughs> in all of history, fictional or otherwise. Like there was in the '90s, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch about James Bond being contacted by his doctor to inform him that he has over 100 STDs. I don't know how you've done it, James, but you have 107 different venereal diseases. 
everybody knows James Bond is not running around with protection. Uh-huh. He is not sticking around. He's probably just left like a trail of heirs across every nation. Because he, he, every movie, he goes to three or four places and sleeps with a woman in each one of them. Yeah, his, his suit... Heavily protected. <laughs> His schlong, not <laughs> so much. Never seen protection. Never. No. So I'm going to say that this is, not only is this his son, but that he is one of many James Bond, quote unquote, juniors. Uh, I just don't buy it. A, a, a trail of bastard heirs to the Bond. And, uh-huh. like, and they're, they're going to track him down and they are going to get uh-huh. child support from him. There are a few things that tend to be in every James Bond movie. They, these are the four tent poles. If you don't have them, you don't have a James Bond movie. You don't have a James Bond adventure. Right. They tend to be high-tech gadgets. Yes. They're given to him at the beginning of the movie. You're like, how is he ever going to use rocket skates? Guess what? Oh, it'll happen. It will happen. Yep. It's going to come up. <laughs> Ladies, we all know this. He's going to have a lady, usually, that's on his side. She might die. Who knows? Usually a lady who works with or for the villain. She's kind of a henchman. He's getting her too. He will also sleep with her. She'll probably die. Maybe, maybe not. Exotic locations. They like to go to at least two or three other nations besides England. With exotic women. He'll date them too. He'll date anybody. Dates? What are we saying? (laughs) Date women. I don't even know if he knows what a date is. Actually, you know what? He will take you on one really good date. Oh, yeah. The best date ever. And that's all you'll get out of him. Yeah. Yeah, And you may not survive. Uh. (laughs) Exotic locations. And villains. And the thing is, the villains and the two movies that I watched, they're not intimidating at all. Like physically, they're kind of like doughy uh-huh. and they're just older white men that have a crazy <laughs> plan and have a lot of money, but they're not scary. They're just guys that if you just walked up and punched them in the face, I bet it would be over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they're going to be memorable. Specifically, Arik Goldfinger, he loves gold. Yeah. <laughs> He loves only gold. Only. So in talking about James Bond Jr., specifically the episode that we watched for this episode to sample it. It's a little taste. We should keep in mind those four tent poles: Gadgets, ladies, exotic locations, villains. Figure out how does this cartoon stack up. On paper, does it hit all the notes to be a James Bond? Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting <laughs> every Every note. <laughs> yes. To be a James Bond adventure. We'll find out. We watched episode 22 of James Bond Jr., Originally aired February 24th, 1992, entitled The Inhuman Race. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Intriguing. Very intriguing. Uh, selected for its craziness. Uh, we'll get into how over the top and cartoony it is, but it was pretty much, I just looked at the Wikipedia page where it lists all the episodes and plot summaries, and I just did like a word find for things like robot, cosmic, <laughs> space, monster, and finally found... One that I wanted. Calamity. The school that James Bond Jr. attends is Warfield Academy. And this is a place that apparently, it's it's in England somewhere. Yeah. It was used to train their special operatives, like a James Bond type. Yeah. Uh, now it's a school. <laughs> Not specifically for spies or uh, spies to be. Like, I don't know if you have to pick that as a major. Right. Like, <laughs> Maybe you're just a killer. You know, there's like sniper school or something. But everybody there is not doing that. They're just kind of. It, it'll help. It's a fancy school. Okay. It's just a big fancy school. It's like a Hogwarts for for smart, possibly dangerous children. Yeah. Maybe. And it's run by a guy named Mr. Milbanks, who is an upper crust British gentleman. He, he's got some scone crumbs on his mustache and everything. At the beginning of this episode, he is pumping up the scholastic team at Warfield Academy, which includes James Bond Jr. and some of his schoolmates. 
Before we leave for the international scholastic competition in Germany, I want you to know that I'm proud of you. Your outstanding academic records are responsible for the five of you being... Just a minute. What are you doing here, Leiter? You're not one of the five finalists. I don't know. Are they mathletes? It seems like that when they do go to the competition, it's just trivia. Yeah. It's just a trivia game, like a bar trivia game, slightly cranked up to nerd levels. <laughs> or, or, or the part we see. Maybe they knock out the equations Maybe so. on the first half. Maybe so. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's When they finally get there, it's like, I don't know, man. That could have been anybody answering yeah. that. The student body, you find out, is this weird mix of people who are related to important James Bond characters from the films. And just normal teenagers who don't even seem especially intelligent or, or capable. <laughs> it's a mix. To yep. say nothing rude of them, just like they don't stand out as like, well, my dad is the most incredible spy that ever lived, which again, it's like he's a secret agent, but everybody knows who he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say everyone who's there uh, has a fairly rich parent because it's like a castle on the side of a mountain that they go to school at. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a fancy joint. Uh-huh. <laughs> there, there's some tuition. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say the PTA meetings are interesting. Like, lots of martinis. I mean, especially think if, like, James Bond actually showed up as a parent. But he wears a disguise, though. Like, a really (laughs) shitty disguise. That's the thing. He never wears a disguise in any movie. He doesn't hide who he is. He just shows up, and then when they ask him his name, he doesn't even make up a fake name. He just says, my name is Bond. Oh, did you not get that the first time? Let me specify. James Bond. I'll spell it for you. Senior. Let's go through some of these important characters that are related to people from the James Bond mythos. Yeah. Horace, Horace Boothroyd. Yep. (laughs) Sounds like a condition. (laughs) He is the grandson of Q, the guy that gives Bond all of his sweet, sweet toys, his gadgets. Uh, Horace Boothroyd is his grandson. He's a brainiac. He goes by the name IQ. My friends call me IQ. James Bond, I'm your new roommate. You must be Warfield's resident genius. <laughs> Not really, but I do like to invent things. He is a kid in a lab coat. He he does he does lab coat stuff. <laughs> he does he doesn't even do machines. He no. Just does lab coats. Lab coat stuff. I mean, I that's probably something he received from his grandfather as a Christmas present. Uh-huh. Yeah, is your own child-sized <laughs> lab coat. Um he has invented for whatever reason, I mean, I, they're not meant to be out on adventures. That's not part of their curriculum. They are supposed to be going to school and learning things and going to trivia outings. Going to answer some questions. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. They're yeah. not supposed to be going out. But this kid is busy in his dorm room, which I believe he shares with James Bond Jr., yeah. creating weapons, essentially, or at least spy tools, just like his grandfather, yeah. for James Bond Jr. So he's not even making them for himself. Like, this is a guy who already is ready to be a second banana to somebody. He's like, yeah. I'm not I'm not the main guy. Uh, he was born for it. I just want to make the Air Jordans for Michael Jordan. That's all I'm up for. <laughs> He invents two items for James Bond Jr. to take on this trip. Yep. Quote, unquote, tennies, which are tennis shoes (laughs) or high tops with retractable spikes. So kind of like soccer cleats, but they're just retractable, which is nice. Uh. You don't want to tear up the carpet. (laughs) He also invents an unstabbable jacket that looks just like the khaki jacket that James Bond Jr. usually wears, but it will make a dagger that he uses to stab the jacket just crumble into dust. Uh. So that... Why is this kid even at school? He should be working for the government already. They should already have snatched him up. If you can just make a a stab-proof item of clothing, hire him up. You skip ahead in line. Yeah. Yeah. You get there. You don't need school. You're just going to get beaten up anyway. (laughs) You're not going to have a prom experience. I'm sorry, IQ. We also have a character named Gordo Leiter. 
And there is a character in the James Bond movies. He showed up in one of the ones I watched named Felix Leiter, who is an American. He's like James Bond's closest American pal. He works for the CIA and Gordo Leiter is the son of Felix Leiter. And this is the first time watching a cartoon for this show that I have felt targeted as an American by this character. <laughs> like their portrayal of him, because most yep. of the characters are British and it, I mean, I'm assuming it was largely a British work. Yeah. This guy is just Michelangelo, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle, as a human. He is just a surfer bro. He's tan, blonde hair, sunglasses. Yeah, well, I know, Mr. Milbanksy, but, like, I bought a ticket because I hear the surfing in the south of Germany is totally gnarly. Oh, dear. The south of Germany is in the middle of the European continent. There aren't any oceans. Now you see why Gordo isn't a finalist, sir. That is their version of Americans. Crushing his confidence. I felt, well, he's not hearing it. He's too dumb to be bullied. So that's that's us, I guess, in a nutshell. We don't even, we can't even take your, your criticism. We don't understand it. But they are going to travel internationally off of, uh, over the pond, not to America. I guess that's not even the pond. If you're just going over to the rest of Europe, it's like hopping the river, maybe. They are going to Germany for this competition, staying in what looks like an awesome hotel, like yeah. a big-ass cozy hotel with a big fireplace. Everything's wood and stone. Looks like a nice lodge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There should have been some snow bunnies uh -huh. in there. Had this been a James Bond movie, there would have been some snow bunnies 100%. in there. 100%. IQ and James Bond Jr. are playing chess with each other, and they're bored. They're not allowed out of the place. But here's the thing. The guy who's supposed to watch them, the adult, and Mr. Milford, the headmaster— the first guy just falls asleep, yep. and the other guy disappears. He's going to bed for the night, so they're not even watching over these kids who they know are just primed to sneak out. Oh, yeah. Especially when this woman approaches them, a local woman named Hilda. She comes up with a real interesting problem. Uh, no one's ever come to me on this issue. I wish somebody would. I bet I have a lot to say about it. Uh -huh. She comes up and says, I hope you don't think I'm crazy, but there have been rumors around the village of vampires and werewolves. Vampires and werewolves, what a combo. We got termites and bees in our walls. <laughs> oh, no. Now, a spy versus a werewolf, I think that's a no contest. Like, the spy's going to win. You're basically just hunting a dog. <laughs> Not a problem. Shoot him from afar. A spy versus a vampire. Oh, that's, that's diff. That's going to come down to a battle of seduction. That's what they're both about. James Bond versus Dracula? You're right. They doubt her, but they say, hey, we're a couple of kids who want to sneak out with this adult woman that comes uh -huh. to us with this problem in Germany, so let's go do it. And they start tracking down what look like animal prints, but they're too big. Uh, I guess werewolves might be real. Maybe vampires too. Who knows? We're yep. tracking them down. Yep. And they are confronted by a werewolf and a vampire. Can you uh, believe it? <laughs> it happened. This is not covered in the manual, either at the Academy or in 007's world. They don't uh -huh. have a section that is supernatural. <laughs> like that is the, I would love to see James Bond meets the wolf man. Hi, this is Agent Will reporting for duty after the fact to make a correction. Agent Travis and I were just so caught up in all the details of this particular James Bond Jr. episode, we failed to specify that this is not a real vampire and werewolf, but actually terrorist agents in disguise. We'll get to them later in the episode, but just want to get all the facts straight. Agent Will, out. Luckily, James Bond Jr.'s jacket saves him from a wolfman bite. Yep. Thanks, IQ. <laughs> <laughs> it's some it somehow happens that a a lumber truck driving by lets loose its lumber uh -huh. which knocks James Bond Jr over into a rapid river. Yes. Luckily his cleats let him hold on to the log and he's surfing. And he's surfing, man. He's surfer bro too. On a log in Germany. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Once he makes it out of there, Hilda, the adult woman, comes up to him. And it's one of these things where it's like as a kid, at least this kid, thought like, oh, if I do like a heroic thing and or I might be hurt, then the lady might come up to me and like 
cuddle me yeah. to make me feel better. It's like this thing that you, you only see in movies. She does that to this, I'm going to say 14-year-old boy. Uh-huh. And it's the James Bond blood just boiling in there. They're powerless. But they are going to follow the footprints. The footprints yep. to the mines. Because this is a mining town, a German mining town. And this is going to lead us to meet the bad guys. We here at this show are the most acronym-friendly people you'll ever meet, okay? Like, let, let's talk, because we, we've encountered many acronyms on our show, talking about all these cartoons. Yep. Some of them are villains, some of them not. Uh, we've got mask, M.A.S.K. We got cops. C.O.P.S. The S is actually a dot. You're right, yep. We've got vulture, which was from the Chuck Norris cartoon. Yeah. We've got mad. M-A-D-D from Inspector Gadget. You're right, yeah. We've also got Savage uh-huh. from the Rambo cartoon. Yep, and, and even her name, hell, DP DPTC. yeah. I don't think we count, but I'm going okay. to go with you All on right. that. Yep. Bond gave us the original acronym terrorist group, SPECTRE, S-P-E-C-T-R-E, which stands for Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. Wow. Okay. Zers. It sounds like a corporation that has come together and specializes in these branches of bad things, like extortion <laughs> and revenge and terrorism. Like, they have a whole a whole section just for revenge. Uh-huh. Like, if you had somebody that beat you up when you were in third grade, come to them. They'll help you take care of it. But James Bond Jr. doesn't fight Spectre. James Bond Jr. fights scum. Scum. S dot C dot U dot M dot, which stands for Saboteurs and Criminals United and mayhem. <laughs> Saboteurs and criminals coming together <laughs> under the flag of mayhem. Uh-huh. They're putting aside their differences. Some of them, they like sabotage. Some of them just like to commit crimes in general. <laughs> but they all can agree that mayhem is where it's at. Uh-huh. There are some, there are many similarities actually between the two. A Spectre was led by Ernesto Stavro Blofeld, who is the archetypal bad guy who's bald petting the cat. If you know who Dr. Evil is, <laughs> it is just that. It's just that guy, but he doesn't talk like Lauren Michaels. He talks in another, <laughs> another accent. Scum, and we don't see this guy in this episode, but Scum is led by a kind of a, a Blofeld copy who goes by the name Scum Lord. <laughs> And that is a Twitch streamer, right? Oh, yeah. I, or yeah. at least an old AOL screen name that somebody had. Scumlord. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't talk to that guy. He's going to send you some videos. <laughs> That's a screen name for Scumlord. Sure. Some of the characters that show up as villains on this show are from James Bond's main uh, rogues gallery. Yep. Like Arik Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. He only loves gold. <laughs> he shows up at some point. Odd Job, who I got to see also in Goldfinger. He worked for Goldfinger, uh, who we know, I believe, in the Goldeneye video game, like when you're selecting people. Yeah. He's the one that everyone's like, don't, you can't be Odd Job. That's a cheat because he's shorter than everybody else. And so it's harder to hit him at the same level. But he is the guy that throws the hat. Oh, we all know yeah. the man who throws the hat. Oh, yeah. You look so dumb doing that, man. I, I, I thought it was a cool idea. And I saw it last night in the movie, and uh, you throw it, you gotta go get it. Uh-huh. You don't, It's not like a grenade or like Captain America's shield where it would come back yes. or the thing just disappears. Yeah, it's not boomeranging. You have, you are without your hat now unless you go get it. Oh, the whole time? They, they weren't coming back on the show you watched? No. That's not how it works. He's not that high tech. It was 1965. They didn't have hat returning technology yet. Oh. You know, all he knew to do is throw it, and then if he didn't happen to kill you, it's like, oh shit. But even if he did, he still has to come up to you and get the hat. <laughs> It doesn't look cool, man. <laughs> Hat for turning technology. Right. And there's just some cool names. Goldfinger, Odd Job. Scum, though, 
I, I wish we would have seen more of them in this episode, but it's so stuffed full of villains. There's way too many villains oh, in yeah. this episode. Yeah, there, there, there's like four in uh, per room. Too many cooks. Yeah. Scum has way better names than they ever had for characters in the James Bond movies. Felony O'Toole. Oh. <laughs> yep. And that's a, that's a young lady, I believe. Yeah, I like it. How about Miss Fortune? Ooh. Miss, M-S dot Fortune. Strong. This one, I don't even know how it made it into the show. Tiara Hotstones. <laughs> Which I kind of think of like a, a massage where they put hot stones on you. And yeah. yeah. I've never had that done. Is that really a thing? I think so. Okay. But I've never had it done either. Okay. Well, let's assume it doesn't <laughs> exist until we have it proven to us. My, my Google says it's a real thing. Okay. All right. And these other ones, these are the best. These are, these are easily the best. Wish they would have been on the episode. Maybe if we ever come back to it again, we'll see him out there in the wild. <laughs> Walker D. Plank. Walker D. Plank. Because have you ever wanted to see James Bond fight a pirate? Oh, you can no, on I James Bond it. Jr. And his name is Captain Walker D. Plank. <laughs> and finally, and it's so funny. I want, I want to get, I want you to guess at what this guy, like what his deal is, what he looks like, uh, anything like that. When I tell you this last name, yeah, okay. it's the best one. It's okay. my favorite one. Okay. Baron Von Scaren. <laughs> And it is spelled Von S K A R I N. Scarin. Uh, I, I would say uh, white white hair. No, or white streaks in the hair. No, no. Uh, is he? <sighs> don't keep guessing at his hair. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't get stuck on the hair. Uh, black suit. <laughs> you're, just, you're guessing at like hair color and suit color. <laughs> nice guy. Von Scared, I thought I thought when I read that name, he was gonna be like a Frankenstein. Oh like he was gonna basically be <laughs> Well, I, I went the white the white hair, you know, kind of went the little the streak in the hair, or never mind, I guess never mind. <laughs> That's the bride. Well, he's the not. bride of Here's Frankenstein. The thing. He is not Frankenstein, he's not a monster. He's just like a you know what he might he you know what? He might have some white hair. That yeah. might be right. There we go. He is but he has a monocle, but he's just like a general. Or something oh. like this. Like he's not. There's nothing monstrous or horrific about him. He's just a, another old white man that is fighting James Bond Jr. But his name is Baron von Scaren <laughs> of the European von Scarens. Yellow shoes. Perhaps? perhaps the laces might be red. <laughs> Does he have a larger or a medium nose? <laughs> This episode did feature some really great villains, and a lot of them. <laughs> the guy that got the most juice, the most uh, spotlight, is named Dr. Derange. And I'm into it. Uh -huh. I'm here for the guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, he is French as hell. Friendly draws. Professor Frederick was only kidding. He knows perfectly well you're not a fool. Just a moron! Now, hook up that equipment before I donate your brain to science. And he loves radiation, apparently. If you go read his wiki. H Howard Stern could play this part. Easily, because he's got the Easily. big, curly, long hair. Yeah. I mean, he just seems like a Captain Planet villain with the radiation <laughs> thing, right? Yeah, he, he's got in. a big green sci-fi suit and everything, but he is kind of leading the, the gang on this one. He is not from the James Bond continuity. I'm going to say he's from James <laughs> Bond Jr., but there are a few along for the ride that are from James Bond's actual movies. Like, so we've got people who have been defeated by James Bond Sr. himself. A million times. And they're about to throw down with JBJ. <laughs> Probably the most famous James Bond henchman, Jaws. Yes. Metal T. 
Latif, baby. <laughs> and he was in The Spy Who Loved Me, and he was also in Moonraker, the one that I watched last week with uh-huh. Roger Moore. His deal is that he usually rips people's jugulars out with his metal teeth. That's a no, it's pretty intense. You shouldn't bring that to a kid's yeah, show. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. What they do to make him uh, palatable for children is they make his whole entire jaw metal, and then they just make him the Hulk, basically. He's just yeah. Hulk with a metal jaw, uh-huh. and he just busts through things and chomps on stuff. I'll break your head if you call me a fool again. He'll eat swords. Okay, well, that's, He'll eat swords. that's what's killing me on this. Okay. Jaws in the movies, has it looks really bad. Like, it's like his teeth just look messed up. Like, yeah, yeah they're like just kind of like a grill. Yeah. yeah. And apparently it really hurt the actor's <laughs> teeth to wear it for very long. Oh, so he had to keep that. taking it out. But in this, he's chomped like at one point he's chomping through dirt and rock to get diamonds. Where's the dirt and rock going? Is he eating it? That's not his soft palate in his mouth is still a human mouth. Not he still has one. a tongue. I don't know, man. I feel like you see a tongue in there. I feel like he's doing some damage. And also, is he swallowing it? Because that's uh-huh. like that's superhuman. Right there. <laughs> it is. And in the Moonraker, he ends up running off with a girlfriend and making friends with James Bond. Oh, fucking so, great. That's so great. I hope that's I, that's the <laughs> ending for, J- for Jaws that I want. Not for him to turn into the Hungry Hungry Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bad guys are operating out of a local Dracula castle. Like, I guess that's just part of the features. You have a mine, you have a mountain, go, nearby Dracula castle. Yeah, go down the street. Uh, yeah. Lightning's usually striking right above our facility. <laughs> yes. Uh, they are doing so much legwork for this plan. They're getting an experimental surgery laser machine. That's what the first thing they do. They have to like take over a lab full of German scientists to get that. You got Jaws eating dirt to get diamonds out of the mine. Yep. And they need a victim to quote unquote donate their brainwaves to a mutant android hybrid. Uh. That's a hat on a hat. Yeah. That's what we call that. Either one would be already crazy and would work just fine. Oh, we made a mutant. Wow. Incredible. What genetic work you just did. Hey, guess what? We made an android. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it is. Robots are nuts. But we made a hybrid of a mutant and an android. So we created new life and made it metal. That's what they're doing. This is just being greedy. Uh And this is making it way more work for yourselves than you need. It's convoluted. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. The idea of this being that they're trying to create that still needs brainwaves from somebody to actually come to life. The idea is to scare the miners who are mining diamonds from this big mountain out of the mountain and the mine so that they can go get the diamonds. And I think they will use the, the android mutant hybrid to also retrieve those diamonds because it has diamond claws that it can do. But uh-huh. its first role is to scare, scare. miners, yeah. to scare them out. Miners are looking for a reason to leave the mine. You don't even have to scare them. You can tell them, hey, guys, we're about to blow this shit up. Like, great. I have wanted out. It's the most dangerous job in the world, backbreaking labor. My lungs hurt. Yes. Uh, I'm The good. canary died hours ago, and they, the foreman still won't let me leave. You don't have to convince them. Yeah. Just... <laughs> pay them five bucks. They'll leave. We're not a union. So no. yeah, I'm down to leave. Ring the lunch bell. Uh-huh. Ring the whistle. They will They will go. <laughs> to get those brainwaves, to get that android <laughs> hybrid running, Yep. they kidnap a fellow student of James Bond Jr. Trevor. Trevor Noseworthy. <laughs> Damn Trevor. Who is like, he's a maitre d' to, to come. Oh, like, yes. He will be a yeah. maitre d' in the future. And he'll just be like, it's black tie only to wear. And then sends you on your way. It makes uh-huh. you feel like shit. Okay, that's this guy <laughs> as a kid. Hello? Anybody there? Oh, I'm in luck. Maybe one of those men can help me. Excuse me, have either of you seen an obnoxious British teenager named Bond? 
He's on this trivia team. He's very competitive. He gets all of his identity from being a little smarty pants. Right. And side note, I bet you uh, IQ made some smarty pants for James Bond. <laughs> now continue. Sorry. Some IQ uh, uh-huh. boosting yeah. pants. Yeah. They'll make you smarter <laughs> if you wear them tight enough. He's like the, I don't know, the C villain for James Bond in any episode I got for James Bond Jr. Because he's really just like, he's just out to to fuck up James's shit. You know, yeah. like he just wants to throw a wrench in him being the coolest guy uh-huh. on campus. In so, his personal life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the lowest form of villain you can have, which is not even a bully. The guy who's not as good as you and is mad about it. And is talking to your chick. And so he sees that James Bond Jr. and IQ have left. He just wants to get him in trouble. That's why he <laughs> leaves to go find them. He's like, well, I'm not going to be left out of it. The villains find Trevor Noseworthy. They're going to take him in and they're going to steal those brain waves. Uh-huh. He will lose his brain <laughs> and its waves to make this monster that they're making. He just gets tortured for uh, a long minute. It does sir. look like they're just hooking up electricity to his skull, <laughs> to his temples. <laughs> With a metal colander on his yes. head. Well, okay. Th- and that's where we're at in this episode is yeah. that the villains have basically what they need. They're trying to make the android mutant hybrid. James Bond Jr. and his crew, they have come through the mines that leads into the castle. So they're going to try and save Trevor Noseworthy. Yep. And the machine that they're using to bring the creation to life and steal the brains, it is lightning bolt powered. (laughs) And how we are still having to wield lightning and wait for the right weather conditions in 1991 even Uh to do evil science is beyond me. Like, Frankenstein was 200 years before that, uh-huh. and nothing has changed. Like, you still got to be like, hey, look, man, I mean, I got a cell phone that's at least big enough to clock a burglar with, and I got a car that runs, but if I'm going to do this... I'm going to need that mother nature. Yeah, like, you're just waiting around until you feel it in your knee, and you're uh-huh. like, oh, oh, okay, no, let's do this. This is it. It's evil this time, baby. And it works. The android mutant hybrid is brought to life. They've yep. created a new form of life from nothing. And... I, I thought this was cr- It looks kind of like a samurai, yeah. the, the robot thing. I'll just call oh, it the yeah. robot because yeah. that's basically what it is yeah, to me. Hat on a hat. When I first saw this, I had not yet seen Moonraker. So I was like, oh, man, okay. So we're like way out of James Bond territory now, right? Ugh. And then I, was, I watched Moonraker, and there's a whole space station, and uh, like the U.S. Army is in space suits. Fi- it's really just G.I. Joe. They're firing lasers on a oh, team of oh, Nazis, essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just like, maybe this isn't that far-fetched as far as James Bond goes. They already kind of broke the seal uh-huh. on wild <laughs> shit like this a while ago. <laughs> They've been on it. IQ and Gordo, they work together to save James Bond Jr. from the clutches of this monster by, quote-unquote, reversing it with the next lightning strike, and they just plug wires into uh-huh. it, yep. and the lightning causes it to reverse, which means... It turns into in TMNT2, the movie, when they make the mutants that are supposed to beat up the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and they just go, Mama. Yeah. <laughs> the equivalent of that. He just turns into a big baby. Yes, yes, I'm your dada. Big dada, big hug. No! And that's, that's more frightening to me than a, a murderous robot because now what if I raise it wrong? Uh-huh. Is it going to turn against me and I won't see it coming? 100%. Yes, it will. Yeah, is the answer. It will. And it will. But you I, will raise it wrong. That's why I'm not going to raise it. Yes. It goes out yeah, the window it. if yeah. I get my way. Nope. <laughs> but the bad guys just run away from this robot that wants to, and they're right. They're right to do so yep. from this thing that wants to now have them as parents and it chases after them. And I guess they're just headed back to their boss, the scum lord, to tell him, well, those teenagers beat us again. Uh-huh. We're like 20 full-grown men. <laughs> With a monster that we created ourselves, and we still were defeated by three teenagers. In, in our lair. Yeah, in, in a Dracula castle. Yeah. We were kicked out of our own Dracula castle. <laughs> Wild. 
Thank you for undertaking this not-so-secret mission with us today by listening to the Days Past Tooncast and us just gabbing and jawing about James Bond Jr., JBJ if you're nasty. <laughs> Her Majesty thanks you for your service, and if you'd like to do us a service, get on over to Days Past Tooncast on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and a written review, it helps us out. It makes people notice us. And be sure to check out our website, dptooncast.com, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dptooncast. Now, with James Bond Jr. finally out of our system, after two years of uh-huh. being backed up with this, like I had to go see a heart doctor, <laughs> ask him to remove it. Uh-huh. Next week, we can finally move on to the real reason for the season, Halloween. <laughs> The rest of October is all about chills and thrills, scares, and raised hairs on the back of your neck. (laughs) Because we got monsters, we got ghosts, and next week, we got Scooby-Doo, the the master of horror. (laughs) Blood and guts. Scooby-Doo and the gang, they're going to be here. Will you? You better be. It's Halloween. Curses are in the air. We'll find you. (laughs) Until that very spooky time. Tutor, my duder. Tutor, my duder as well. Hey, listen, I've, I've made it to a spelling bee. Oh, how'd you do? Oh, horrible. Okay. Horrible. Okay. Yeah, I was out on my first uh, filibuster yeah. was my word. <laughs> I Ow. thought you were you were telling me that after you filibustered, they kicked you out. <laughs> and you said, There's, here's the reason that word is not fair to me. I would love to see like Monopoly, the animated series. Uh-huh. <laughs> The, the adventures of the Monopoly man. And uh, that would have been... Go know, fish. How did that not get made in oh, the yeah. 1990s on kid, Fox Kids? <laughs> it, it probably got shelved. They, they probably made one season and it got shelved. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's not the right climate politically to have a Monopoly man cartoon right now. I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to see the adventures of small white man with money falling uh-huh. out of his pockets. <laughs>